Welcome to the clan. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Because that's what you're going to need, whether you're a songwriter, a singer, you're going to have to have a track record of what you've done. The days of the big companies developing the raw talent are over, and that's why we called it the climb. C-L-I-M-B, creating leverage in the music business. All this was put together by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter, an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. Brent also helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro, do business like a pro, and not only that, on the regular, he connects you to the pros. You can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. That's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. Daredevil has created over 25 national TV opportunities for their indie artist. And they've done this by making them discoverable. You know, they've also created multiple tour opportunities and through the power of digital, digital marketing, data, They've attracted a number of investors for their artists and the investors like the data. They like the numbers because the numbers don't lie because the numbers can't talk. You can find Johnny at daredevilproduction.com. That is production singular. No S and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right, man. You ready for the holidays? Never. You know, they say <laughs> Christmas is in December this year. That kind of threw me. I wasn't prepared for it. You're like, you're kidding me. Oh, yeah. I have to get people things. And yeah, and coming from you, you know, I mean, you're a hardcore Christian. Like, you should know when Jesus was born. Well, I mean, <laughs> that part of it, I think about it. was the in December. Part, right? I stink at. Yeah, no, I hear you there. Yeah. So what are you going to learn today? Today, I've, I'll give you a little taste of it. I've been blessed to work with and get to know some great and successful pros in the music business over the years. And they've been kind enough to give me some wonderful advice, whether I was open to it or not, and whether I wanted to hear it or not. So today I'm going to share some of this advice, and this is advice that has made me a better, smarter, more successful songwriter, and I think it can do the same for you. So I'm just going to share some hasty nuggets that I've gleaned over the years from some other pros in the business. Awesome. Well, before we get to that, let's take care of a little business here. It's mm -hmm. a digital world, baby, but it's still an important role. There's still an important role for physical media in today's independent musician's life. It's like not an important role. It's like what keeps you float. It's what keeps you alive. Digital royalty payments are so small that when you sell a product like a CD, vinyl, or t-shirts at gigs, it has, it's an income generator. It gets you from one town to the next town. It's like mission critical. It sure is. For like every CD you sell at a gig, that equals about 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. So one CD, 3,000 streams. Crazy. It's a lot of streams you got to get. That's crazy. Yeah, I was telling I was telling Ozzy this morning because we have an we have an Alexa and we have a kids one in the kids room. I was like, you know what? I wonder if that Matt Klein records on there. I know it's on Amazon. And so I said, hey, play whatever song from that, and she played it. I was like, oh, cool. And so Ozzy was excited, like, oh, you know, because it's a big deal, you know, because we're on the Alexa. Daddy has yeah. a song on the Alexa. <laughs> Thank you for helping <laughs> produce that record, Johnny. By the way, yeah. but anyway. He's like, really? How'd that happen? I'm like, that's what we do. You know, when every time that song gets played, Daddy and Uncle Matt get paid just a little bit of money. Really? <laughs> like, how much? I, I said, like, way less than a penny. He goes, I'm like, it's how Daddy makes his living. He goes, that's not very much. I'm like, it's and not if very you much want Daddy, If you want Daddy to keep making a living, you keep listening to all those songs. I know. You just keep, you <laughs> you just put keep that I'll give you a list. 
I'll give you daddy's daddy's income playlist. If you don't play this a thousand times a month, then we're not going to have a house to live in. We're not going to have Christmas. Christmas (laughs) won't be canceled. That's terrible. (laughs) Anyway, so yes, it takes a lot of streams to equal one CD sale. So you are literally leaving money on the table if you don't have merch on the table. And the good news is our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for the disc and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even t-shirts. And you can find them online at www.discmakers.com, D-I-S-C makers.com, or give them a call at 800-468-9353. That's 800-468-9353. All right. If you haven't joined the Climb community yet, we invite you to come on in. It's a very active Facebook community with writers, indie artists, musicians, everybody. What I love about this is everybody takes care of everybody else. And there's all kinds of activity going on there. Brent, you want to give a little update on that? You got that pulled up? Yeah, just pulling through here. So we have a segment we do every Wednesday called New Heights. So it's a time to share your wins. We are inviting you to brag on yourself and to celebrate so we can celebrate together. So I'll just share a little bit of this. This is uh, just from this past Wednesday. Michaela Hay hit half a million spins on Spotify for a song she wrote with a friend. And apparently she's big in Brazil. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, still waiting for that tiny check, she says. So uh, let's see. Uh, Davin or Davin put out his first indie EP in August. Johnny Guest started uh, getting his social media aligned for new singer-songwriter material. Oh, Cheryl Anderson said... Other than the fact she made her own coffee this morning, she signed her first license for another artist to record and release her song. She says, I'm a real life songwriter. So, <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, and there's other stuff too from like Carl Sky and Randy England, other climbers. So it's just in there and people are commenting and celebrating wins. So that's just one thing we do each week. This is just last Wednesday. So this isn't one of those Facebook groups where everybody's shouting into a corner and all that. Uh, just you, listen, you got to ask to be let in. We let everybody in. Just be good boys and girls or you will get roadhoused out. Mm-hmm. And that's all there is to that. That's right. Take, um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. That way you can get every single episode in order and you can kind of cherry pick the ones that speak to you the most. And while you're on that note there with the podcast, take 30 seconds and leave a five-star rating review or however many stars you want. We read them all on the air. Even if it's terrible, we'll read it. We'll Mm. step up. And we have a new one, actually. I'm going to read this one to you. This is a five-star review, Mm -hmm. which is exciting. And a five-star rating. And the review is by Deckhand Dave. And it says, for me, every episode of the Climb podcast always delivers that, wow, I didn't know that moment. More often than not, there are more than one of those single moments, and that's why it's become a part of my normal routine. Johnny and Brent actively engage questions and comments from their listeners, which keeps the content fresh and interesting. So right on. Thank you, Deckhand Dave. That's right. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, engaging with comments. The whole song title challenge thing got started because somebody left a comment on iTunes. It was like, why don't you guys write a song? That's right. That's right. We're like, well, that's kind of boring, but we can do this. And we tried it and bam, and we're like 50 something episodes in and it's fun. So that's right. And our 200th episode is on the very near horizon. That's right. That's right. Our proper episode. I think we've got like over 300 episodes total if you count the miniseries. Yeah, I'm sure we do. Finally, tell somebody about it. If you like it, tell somebody about it. If you say it, it's 100% true. If we say it, it's 50% true. So that's right. (laughs) There you go. All right, Brent, what are we going to learn? All right. So as I said in the preview, I've been blessed to know some great successful people in the music business, have meetings, have coffees, work with them, work for them kind of thing. And so you just pick up a lot of advice along the way and a lot of stuff that has 
has really made its mark on me and helped reframe me, refocus me, and just make me a, a more wise songwriter and therefore more successful. And so I want to share some of that because climbers, I want you guys to be successful too. And so I'm, I'm going to share some, some knowledge that's been passed along to me. I'm going to, I don't want to be a lake. I want to be a river. I don't want to hold it. I want to let flow. it flow. Exactly. Yeah, let it flow. Okay. Right. So here's some key pieces of advice through the years. And this was, and a lot of these are from early on in my songwriting career. So I was, I don't know, it was probably 2003 or something. And I was meeting with Ralph Murphy, rest his soul, over at ASCAP. Mm -hmm. Ralph was a hit songwriter, worked with ASCAP for years, great champion of songwriters. And so if you don't know who Ralph is, you should look him up. But I was at that time, I either played, he was nice enough to listen to some songs and I either played a slow song or a sad song, but most likely it was kind of slow and sad. And uh, Ralph looked at me and, and he said, who wants to hear this on Monday morning on their way to work? Hmm. Like, uh, that's a good point, Ralph. And so he started schooling me on some of what he called Murphy's Laws. And basically, like, first thing on Monday morning, people are headed off to either school or a job they don't particularly like. Coffee hadn't kicked in yet. They sit droopy-eyed behind the wheel, kind of dreading the next nine or ten hours, right? And so he's like, now's not a good time to hit them with the funeral march because odds are they kind of feel like they're on one right now. Yeah. And so, you know, he was just talking about, hey, get something happy that's uplifting that people want to hear. And years later, it hit me. I mean, of course, that's true. And radio is always looking for positive tempo. You keep hearing that mantra. What do we want? Positive tempo, positive tempo. But it's funny how as a young songwriter, we have to have that pounded in our heads because so much of what moves us deeply is that sad ballad, that heart-wrenching mm, thing. And so that's what we want to write. That's what comes out because so much of it is that's what really got us into music or got us through a tough time. But knock, knock. Who's there? Math. Math says most of the time that ain't what's on the radio, right? So to take that next step is to learn to write that the positive of tempo stuff. So that was really important. But one thing that hit me one day as proof of this, maybe you're like, well, some of my songs and there are some songs that get played, whatever, that are sadder. Okay, think about drive time radio. Mm -hmm. Think about the DJs, right? What is one thing you would how would you describe general drive time DJs personality? What like are they, in the morning or the in the flavor? afternoon? Yeah. Morning. What's the flavor? Morning is like, it's all, it's a freaking three ring circus. Right. It's fun and it's funny. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <gasps> well, not sad and terrible and boring. Right. What does Bobby Bones are? Tell me something good. You know, you ain't like, give me some bad news, brother. Make me cry. You know, so right. just that fact go, oh, yeah, those morning DJs. and a lot of afternoon DJs are that way, too, like especially on, like going into the weekend. But especially the morning DJs are they're having fun They're It's funny stories and these personalities that, oh, why do they want to break that up with a bunch of sad songs? They want to keep it up. Right. Try to get you. Yeah. It's because they Be know motivated to go to work yeah, and motivated to keep listening. Mm -hmm. to that station so anyway that to me that was a huge like oh yeah well, duh, the djs are funny so why should my songs be all sad yeah why does it it doesn't work it's not congruent so anyway that was a piece of advice from the great ralph murphy is yeah who wants to hear this on monday can i add a couple things oh that? yeah man so every single publisher you've ever talked to in the last five years is saying the same thing back to math when it comes to slow songs is that 90 percent of the songs they get are slow songs. It seems to be that way. I mean, especially 
further down the ladder you get. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you put in a song with tempo, you're just eliminating, like just intentionally by doing that, you're eliminating the majority of the herd that you're trying to compete against. Oh, for sure. To I'm, get in there. Right. So I that's mean, if you math. look at say 90% of the songs that are recorded are mid tempo or up tempo, but the majority of songs that are written are slower. <laughs> so wait, the vast majority of what gets recorded has some rhythm, some groove, some movement to it, but most of what's written doesn't. I can turn the odds more in my favor just by focusing on writing what gets cut the most, but gets written the least. So, yeah. And so one more thing I'll add to that. And here's like a, here's my song titled challenge to you people, right? Mm. <laughs> Except it's not, it's not a title, but I want you to, and we'll put this up on the show notes, but go to YouTube and look up Ann Preben, A-N-N-E-P-R-E-V-E-N and listen to Torn. She's the original mm. songwriter for that huge pop hit called Torn. She was on the Howard Stern show, which is really fascinating. And that interview is like really cool because she plays it acoustically. And this is a slow, tear your flesh from bone ballad that is just so deep and dark and brilliant and beautiful at the same time. And then... You know, Natalie Imbruglia and her producer took that song and put a beat to it and turned it into a massive pop hit. So what do we say with that, Brent? What's your coined phrase? <laughs> Cry when you write, dance when you produce. That's right. So look at, I just want you guys to do the research on that. Like go listen to that Ann thing, take that in and then listen to the big hit Torn because it's been a while since you heard it. And listen, it's the same lyrics. And they just sped it up and put a pop thing to it. And it was brilliant. So what if you did that? What if you took like your top five ballads that you wrote because that's all the way, the only way they seem to come out. And just for giggles, because you're an artist and you can do whatever you want to do and you don't have to commit to anything, just go put a beat to them and re-record them a little bit and see what happens. Like you can have both versions of it. You're not forsaking anything. Mm -hmm. You still have the original version. It's not blasphemous. Yeah, yeah. You right. still have the original. If the original version is better, you can go back to that. But if you live with that for a little while, and then you go back and forth like two weeks, uh, you know, make a little, even if it's like a little vocal, acoustic vocal into your iPhone, and you live with the tempo thing, and you go back and forth between the two, I'd be fascinated to hear everybody comment on this. That's something we should do in the climb community. We should mm -hmm. put that challenge up. Yeah. Like we want to hear the difference. Like send us the original version, right? Put it like, here's where you can clip an original version and here's where you can clip the new version. We mm -hmm. want to hear how you added tempo to your best slow song. Oh, what, what's the name for that? Like a tempo challenge or something. The tempo challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The climb tempo challenge for writers. And then let's do that. Let's make that a regular thing. Like, I don't know, like Thursday or Tuesday or whatever freaking day we can start, do. Let's start with Tuesday tempo challenge. The Tuesday right. tempo. Yes. Yes. Because that rolls off the tongue. That's perfect. That just happened. But I would Chelsea. be fascinated to hear Chelsea. that. <laughs> Chelsea, we need a graphic for that. Stat. <laughs> <laughs> she hates us now. So, good stuff. That's interesting. All right. So that's, for again, from the late, great Ralph Murphy. Another one, I believe I, it was in a note. I've always remembered it. I believe it was from Scott Gunter, a music publisher and writer manager I met with years ago. So again, this is early, I think before Monday Morning Church hit, before I had my first cut. But I was meeting with him and playing some songs. And he was listening to these songs. He said, and you need to write about the truck from inside the cab, not from the outside of the truck. 
And the truck, of course, is the metaphor for the situation of the song. You know, the song's emotion and story. It's like, that's the truck, the situation, the story yeah. of time. You need to get so we're not talking about the situation the from Jersey Shore. We're not talking about a truck. No, we're not talking about a reality TV okay. guy. Because he's Star. the situation. That's he's the they... situation. We're not talking about that. <laughs> okay. All right. I just want to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> get inside the situation. Embody it. Look at it from the inside looking out not from the outside looking in. It's basically meaning dive more deeply into this thing that you're talking about and don't write on the surface level, get into it, become that character in your mind, role play it. And you're looking at it. If you're talking about, it's like taking ownership of that situation in that song and really owning it. And so basically the stuff I was writing about wasn't as believable because I wasn't writing it from those little details that made it seem real. I was giving you stuff that other people could give you like any observer like if you've never owned a truck or never been in a truck, you can't describe really what it looks like looking out the windshield, you know, or what's in the bench seat, that kind of stuff. If you've only been outside the situation, you know, and you're right. describing the truck from the outside, well, everybody can see that. That's not very interesting. Oh, getting inside and tell me what's in the glove box and what's under the hood, that kind of stuff. Okay. How about, how about the real. kind of grind that happens on the inside of like a windshield that you got to constantly wipe off like once every six months because it makes your window fog up quicker. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? I don't know what it is, but it's just like, because you don't touch the inside of your windshield, but right. it just, Whatever it is. it gets a little grimy <laughs> and that kind of a thing. Like, you know, think about that. Like that makes you think about something, doesn't it? Yeah. It's knowing that the little padding on the steering wheel is wearing off in that one spot. You always sit your hand, you know, it's yeah. that, the detail for me. And again, it's metaphorical, but it's inside the cab, not just going four wheels and a windshield and a hood and doors. Okay. You need to get inside. You need to get those little details that are going to make it real. And so it's our job to dig more deeply into it and not just right on the surface level, not just chasing words, but going, what, what is this really like? What does this really feel? So I'm going to test you right now because this oh brings boy. me back to the perfect articulation of how to get inside a situation and give someone the feels is like the first line from that song that one of my artists cut that you wrote with, was it with Matt Klein? Uh, no, I wrote that with, let's see, wait, yes. Okay, that one. Matt Klein and Craig Campbell, the artist Craig Campbell. You know what so, I'm talking about. Yeah, you're talking about Let's Fight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so the first line is... First of all, the song's called Let's Fight. All right. Okay. Now just think about that for a second. And now tell them what the song's actually about. Oh, no, no. Before you tell them what the song's actually about, just uh, hold on. Just read, just read those lyrics. Like, get, I'm giving you a second to get those lyrics in your head. Okay. And then give them the first line of that song. All right. So the first line basically is, girl, I know the way you breathe, so I can tell you're not asleep right now. Mm. So just that's that. think about that. Like yeah. right away. Now, what, whatever you thought about Let's Fight, what that would be. And now on that first line, you're thinking, oh, this isn't like a bar fight or a guy fight. This is like, I'm going to fight with my girl. Yeah, a lover's fight. Yeah. A lover's fight, but, but it's, it's that. actually about yeah, fighting together against whatever this wedge is, is, is that's coming in between us. See, top three twists and turns, so just with the title and the first line. Yeah, so let's and fight. That just slayed me. That first line still, to this day, slays me. Go, I know the way you breathe, so I know you're not asleep right now. Like, oh, what that says so much. <laughs> well, it's definitely inside the truck. Like, you yeah. believe, okay, this person 
has been in this situation. And that's a line I couldn't have written before I got married because I didn't have anyone sleeping in my bed. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, with, and most, most you know? amateur songwriters would be like, she was really pissed and we weren't talking or exactly. You know? <laughs> you're angry. I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're upset. How, how can you tell? What's that look like? You know, that's the acronym. Like, what's that feel like? Power. What's, it, what's it look like? It looks like I've been with you. W-I-L-L. That's a backstory. What's Will it look power. like? Exactly. And so, yeah, that's getting inside the truck because I had those life experiences. And, and with Monday morning church, some of that getting inside the truck was role playing and watching a movie in my head. It was imagination. It was. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. empathy that's what yeah. so okay i'm not trying to belabor this but i just have to like have to point this out so like if you say i can tell you're upset and and you use those sort of shallow initial lines yeah like you're acting upset i can tell you're mad yeah but yeah. in this one line just think about what that one line says girl i know the way you breathe so i can tell you're not asleep right now it says so many things mm-hmm. and instantly you picture her rolled over she's not looking at you yeah back to the wall uh, you're back, awake. Uh, face to the wall. Back face to the wall. You're awake. It's not and you got, you're in and, bed and, together. And you got you're in bed together and you got something going on mm-hmm. that you need to talk about. And she doesn't want to talk about it because she's pretending like she's asleep. It's I mean, you're in there. You're in right in one line. And especially if you've been there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just like, man, okay. And then you're it like, sets the scene. It hopefully gives you some mystery to go. Okay, why is she? What are they fighting about? Yeah, what, yeah what are happened? they fighting or are they? Is there something she wants to say? You know, he knows she's awake. Why is she awake? You know what? What's yeah? So there's some mystery that hopefully draws you and makes you want to hear the second line. And the way that you wrote it, it's not. It doesn't come across like you said that. It's what's going on in your inner monologue in your head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I know the way you breathe. I know you're not asleep right now. Like, this is cool. like, and so you're just i mean it's just sets the tone like what a brilliant way to add five layers to that story and feelings and color and furniture and that whole thing with one line as opposed to 
because you're inside the truck, right? As yeah. opposed to just saying there's a truck and it's got some big Mickey Town super swampers. Right. And you know, one <laughs> thing that helped me write that, actually this segues perfectly into my next piece of advice. You're welcome. It's, you were just writing it backwards. I had a meeting with Mike Doyle. Mike, funny, was my first ASCAP meeting, uh, but he was also my, uh, my first publisher. He was a song plugger at Major Bob Music. And so my first publishing deal, and I'd written this song that was, you know, pretty emotional, pretty emotive, and a lot of feelings. It was all up in the feels. And I went and I, you know, turned it in, I played it for him. And, you know, he's having the song meeting with him. And he's like, man, you just tell me how you're, how you feel. I feel like I'm floating around with kind of nothing to hang on to. I'm like, I need an anchor. Like, what's going on? Where are we? I didn't have any imagery in there. And so I was starting off with feelings, but unlike Let's Fight, he had no sense of time, place, situation, really. He was like, I need something to hang on to. And that's so real in country music, especially. And mm-hmm. I think any music is added to by that. But starting off, give me a sense of time, place, something that I can picture. He, I didn't give him anything he could picture in his head. It's just all feelings and emotions coming at him. He's like, okay, I'm, uh, I'm not anchored. Whereas, girl, I know the way you breathe, so I can tell you're not asleep right now boom, you're starting to see a, a movie in your head. Yep. And yeah, you're, you're there. And if you've there. lived that before, you're back you're to really that there. moment that you had. And you're like, man, and you're like a little pissed off about it again. Yeah. Like it takes that feeling up, you know, like your heart kind of goes up a little bit and you're like, yeah, oh. I have a little anxiety right now all of a sudden thinking about that. And I know the exact room I picture because yeah, I was too. the room I was in. It was in Antioch. It's vivid. <laughs> in Antioch, Tennessee. Yours is in Antioch. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Antioch, Tennessee. <laughs> Our first house. And so that's what Mike was talking about. Give me that. Get me in. And I've used that consistently. I mean, all there's probably not a song of mine that's been cut that it doesn't have that, especially the country songs. Monday morning church, you left your Bible on the dresser. So I put it in the drawer. Boom. See that. Uh, Randy Travis, Sunday morning was a fight. I was running from that clip on tie. It took daddy's belt to get me in my Sunday best. Mm -hmm. Boom. You see this. You see this you know, let's fight. We talked about that. Lady Annabellum last night, last, he goes, there's a towel on the bathroom door, a t-shirt in my dresser, if you like, you know, mm-hmm. and she's like, Ooh, getting a sense of time and place and what's going on. Some images. I'm thinking about her naked body. Is that wrong? Like, well, that's just Johnny. That's just well, Johnny. shower. You said towel. It's your fault. It's a towel shower. It's like, yeah, somebody's <laughs> getting a shower in the morning and getting dressed. Right. It's your fault. That is. Well, hey, you know, it is songwriting is a form of mind control. <laughs> it you know, is a little bit. We make you think things and see things. Um, <laughs> we hijack your brain if we do it right. So, and those songs have been cut and boom, just putting those in there, putting that image in there, anchoring the listener, give them something to, to start seeing the movie and it starts making it more real. Mm. So, this, I got example after example of that of songs of mine that have been cut to do that. And so mm-hmm. it's like, there we go. And so that was, that was great advice from Mike, just to put it that way of like, I need, I'm floating around. And it's funny because some of this advice, it's funny. It, it's pictures. That's mm-hmm. why I remember this. Ralph Murphy, who wants to hear this Monday morning on their way to work? I picture somebody in their car in <laughs> traffic, mm-hmm. right? You need to describe the truck from inside the cab. Oh, it's an image. I see that. I remember this advice all these years later. Hey, I'm floating around with nothing to hang on to. I literally picture Mike Doyle just floating above his desk. (laughs) (laughs) And it helps me remember this stuff. And I remember this stuff for, it's been like 15 years now, Mm -hmm. most of this stuff. So anyway, this is another thing about the power of imagery. Even the advice helps. 
Yeah. So, by the way, imagery mm-hmm. is the same. That's the secret. That's the dirty secret to those memory experts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who can learn four hundred names and then yeah. do a two-hour show and then remember all four hundred names? Yes. It's pictures. They use pictures to remember it. It's not a description. It's a picture that they use. Like weird stuff man you know like okay so a donkey with wings flies through the front door and there's a marble floor underneath them and a grand marble stair so they create this imagery in their head that helps them remember whatever it is they remember in a certain order Mm -hmm. and that's i mean there it is right if you're on a quest to be the best craftsman you can be or craftsperson you can Mm -hmm. be then you're going to have to use imagery yeah that's all right. Let's see here. Uh, a couple more here. Here's an interesting one. Carla Wallace. She's um, one of the honchos over at Big Yellow Dog Music. It's very successful indie music publisher. And so she was kind enough to let me meet with her back before anything was happening. She knew Monday morning church and she liked that, but it hadn't been cut yet. And but she's like, come on by. Let's let's have some meetings. And so she was kind enough to give me some of her time as I was just kind of trying to figure it out. And so she let me play her song. She's also like, bring me some ideas. Let me know some ideas. And she worked to like hook me up with some pro writers and stuff. So I will always be grateful for Carla Wallace for that. Just taking some time with this guy that's just doesn't know what he's doing. So yeah, it was like 2004 before my morning church got hit. And so I was, I was telling her some ideas and showing her some lyrics and stuff. She looks at me and I remember she goes, you're going to be a Christian songwriter, aren't you? I like it. Be who you are. And because she was yeah. seeing these themes and these twists and stuff that came up consistently in, in my ideas. And of course, I, you know, I am a Christian, I'm a believer. And, but she saw that kind of this thread through my writing and, but she called it 15 years ago. You can be a Christian songwriter, aren't you? I like it, you know, be who you are. And looking back on several of the songs I've been blessed to have recorded Monday morning church has a faith element. It comes from that worldview. Every head bowed for Randy Travis comes from that worldview. Sunday clothes, which was cut by a guy named Randy Coors, who's a respected in like bluegrass world. And it was, it comes from that, that world. And just my mm-hmm. experiences growing up and heck within the past year and a half or so, I've been like intentionally focusing more on like gospel and Southern gospel world mm-hmm. and writing for that. And this year I've gotten, I don't know, seven, eight cuts or whatever in Christian country or Southern gospel world, nine cuts, something like that. And so it's starting to pay off, but it's like, yeah, she saw that 15 years ago going, yeah, there's that thing that you keep coming back to. That's cool. Be who you are, do that. And a good percentage of my cuts are come from that place. And so I would encourage you to, yes, be who you are. Talk about what's important to you, what matters to you, what resonates with you in your writing. Now, how that stuff has been presented comes out many different ways. I mean, Monday morning church is a sad ballad that'll bring a tear to your eye kind of thing. Every head bowed, Randy Travis is meant to make you laugh. And so there all these different things, right? All these different emotional expressions of this part of my life that's important and has informed so much of my life. And so, and different genres. I've written spiritual stuff in country, in praise and worship, in Southern gospel, in bluegrass. You know, so it it doesn't mean like you just have to be one genre, one thing, but this part of who I am that informs so much of my life, it's okay. Let that out. 
in your music. If it resonates with you, it's probably going to resonate with a lot of people. So don't be afraid of that and think, well, I can't really talk about that because it's country music and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I thought that was great advice and just pretty cool on her part that she kind of called it. I'm writing. Yeah. It's that authenticity. Cause I can write that stuff honestly, cause it's honestly what I believe and how I mm-hmm. try to live my life and, and that kind of thing. It's, I can write that more believable than I can write drinking. By the way, that's what made appetite for destruction. The best selling <laughs> debut record in the history of the record industry from a brand new artist was the authenticity. Like yeah, their world, they believe in different things than you do, but they were real about what they believed in. And yeah. we used to do a little bit, a little wouldn't do. And now a little, and now that a got little got more and more. more. And more. <laughs> yeah. They're telling their life story. Mm-hmm. And they're and being it, authentic about it. And correct. it's not even like third person, it's first person. And this is what I'm in the middle of right mm-hmm. now. And that resonates with people because it's authentic. Yeah. You know, people didn't have to, be heroin junkies to relate to that mm-hmm. right to feel the th- authenticity to respond to it to it reaches them too yeah and that's also writing from inside the truck i used to do a little but the little wouldn't do it so the little got more and more yeah just that's keep, just keep trying to get truck. a little better said a little better than before well <laughs> yeah that's writing from inside the truck yeah from so inside, good yeah it's good stuff so uh you know that's just mainly what I wanted to share today. So just some advice that I think if you'll take that to heart to think about the listener, what's going on with them and what they want to hear, right? It's about the listener. And while doing that, give us some imagery, something to anchor us, be who you are as a writer, write about what's authentic to you. And then you can present it in a way that's hopefully much more palatable for the listener. Like I said, with the stuff that comes out, that's coming from a place of faith or that world, it's expressed itself in ballad, tempo, Southern gospel, bluegrass, country, praise and worship, kids' music. It's expressed, you can express it so many different ways, right? If it's yep. something that's important to you and, and who you are. And so you can do those. So that's just that advice and that guidance from those people has just, I can look back at cuts and go, yep, I use that. And yep, I use that. And yep, I they use that. They were right. That. He was right. She was right. He was right. She was right. And she was right. And she was also right. Everybody was right. <laughs> exactly. Like, okay. I got to do is listen to him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like oh, these people are in the positions they're in for a reason and they can point you to principles that are generally true. And if you follow that and you apply it to your writing, your writing is going to get better. So one of the books we've mentioned many, many times on this podcast is The Artist's Way by, mm-hmm. was it Julia Cameron? I think. I think so. And one of the things in the artist way is they call it the artist date. Like every week you have to go on an artist date and that could be, it's just you where you're going to go experience some killer input. That could be you going to a record store or just listen to some new music for an hour that you normally wouldn't do or going to see a movie, right? Something mm-hmm. creative, something it could be like this, all these different things. It could be writing a song. Mm-hmm. There's no kind of rule, but you have to like, put one hour aside where it's just about you and getting some kind of creative input or doing something Mm -hmm. creative. Dating Um, the muse, right? Right, 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 right. So that's what we want to do with the, what do we call it? The challenge, the The tempo challenge. Tempo challenge. Yeah. The Tuesday tempo challenge. So I want everybody to create this artist date and take your top three slow ballads that you have and just for giggles, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Just go in and now put a tempo to that 
and mess around with it and see what happens. Yeah. Make sure you have a recording of the solo, just even if it's an acoustic vocal, it's yeah, a, we're not, it doesn't have to be a sophisticated recording, but we're going to create a post on this coming Tuesday for you to upload the original slow version. And then right below that you attach, here's the newer version, like the, mm-hmm. the up-tempo version. And then let's just see what happens with that. I, I'm dying to see what happens with that. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Right? Everybody's going to comment on it. Everybody's going to be like, okay, wow. And then I, I want to turn this into a thing. I want to turn this into like where we have like 40 freaking songs every Tuesday. Right. And everybody's like, man, that is killer. And just because, again, remember, you're not forsaking the slow song. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you wrote that one wrong. This is like, like playing, Joe man. Has, man, you're playing in a sandbox. Like we can Play. do whatever we want. There ain't no rules. Exactly. So, all right, guys. Well, that brings us to the end of another killer episode. What yep. can they do if they want some more help from you? Yeah, man. A couple of cool things going on. So one, I'm always giving away my free ebook, Think Like a Pro Songwriter. And that's at giftfrombrent.com. Giftfrombrent.com. It's kind of distills some of the lessons I've learned in my however many years now I've been in the music business. And it's a free PDF download. Also, it gets you on the Songwriting Pro Insiders email list, lets you know about cool events and opportunities coming up. You that way you're always informed about new climb episodes, that kind of stuff. And one of the cool things we have coming up, I'm really excited about. This is a new thing in January and February of 2020. I'm hosting an online songwriting coaching series. And so this is going to be a mix of like several group coaching sessions and private coaching sessions and even some email song feedback stuff. You'll get feedback on your songs. You'll be able to ask questions and get answers about the music business and connect with some other aspiring songwriters. And it's all online. So if you have the ability to listen to this podcast right now, which you do because you're listening, Mm -hmm. have the ability to join this. And so we'll be doing some group meetings online. We get to see each other and listen and then some private coaching just with me. So the deadline to join is Thursday, January 2nd. And so you can get all the details by going to the same place, giftfrombrent.com. And you can, you can check it out there, get the details uh, that puts you on the email list. So you get details. You can also go to songwritingpro.com and then just look for the events and workshops and you'll be able to see that there. So giftfrombrent.com is the best place to go. There you go, guys. So once again, join the Climb community. If you haven't done it, subscribe to the podcast and make sure you get all of the episodes. Please take 30 seconds and leave a rating and review. Be honest. Tell us why you're spending so much time listening to this stuff. And then finally, the best thing you can do to help us and to help the, hopefully, if you believe this is helping you, is help other people and share it. Let people know. Put it on your social media. Tell them, hey, there's some really good stuff on here. You can figure out a different way to make this happen and do it for your dang self, right? Mm -hmm. That's why we're doing this, guys. This podcast exists because we want you to win, so keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.